0: In a previous episode of the Future Creators podcast, we began our discussion on the flatnet revolution. My question to start off today's conversation is how would China survive in a flatnet world? Robert, that's one of the great questions of our time because the flatnets are so capital efficient and you can both read our FlatNet white paper, which is on the website available for anyone to download so they can understand Flatnets. Uh, And they are also so easy to install and build, they require no intervention by any outside authority, person, nothing. You can start putting FlatNet nodes in your house, your office, anywhere you want, and as many of them as you wish. And they all connect with each other. They're all fired by blockchain, so they finance themselves. They exist completely apart from regulators, uh, governments, everything. They will sweep the world simply because their economics are superior to anything, anything since Bell designed and founded at in 1877. That's how revolutionary this is. The problem for China, and let's use the correct translation of the ideograms, which is center of everything. Two ideograms, center of everything. Very simple. The center of the center is, of course, the Communist Party. And at Tiananmen, 30 years ago, a couple of days ago, the party decided to destroy any hope of liberal democracy and to install Mussolini's state management system. Now, Hitler called Mussolini a political genius for this. Mussolini got all the control Stalin did didn't have to kill a lot of people to do it and at a fraction of the cost. Uh, Hitler loved this concept and ran with it. Now, Mussolini's idea was pretty straightforward. The state controls the military naturally. The state also controls all media of all types, all information and selected industries, which in those days were I think automotive and that sort of thing. Now, that Mussolini system, as we know, ran out of steam in 1945. And we know what happened. We know it's gone. We know it's finished. We know it's over. China doesn't. China is deeply wedded to this uh, almost uh, core, obsolete Western concept that Mussolini put out in the, then that did not work. And China has, from the last 30 years since Tiananmen, tried to get a combination of both growth and control its idea is very simple everyone and everything in China must be attached to state managed servers so we're here in the United States for example and in other Western countries we have all kinds of data centers owned by all kinds of different companies Equinix, Akamai and so on Um, in China no no that doesn't work the state controls that piece and everyone has to stay in app so for example on your smartphone you're on one app. That app does everything for help you from helping you shop for groceries to ordering a car service to banking, whatever. One app. Why? The state can control your activities on the app. And this is what's called the Great Firewall, a play on the Great Wall of China, which surrounds everyone in China and keeps them locked in. Okay, now, flat nets. The problem for China is really hard very difficult situation because as flat nets rip up the world and shred all known structures, organizations, and everything else, kind of like what the Gutenberg Press did to Europe and the Reformation, just shredded everything, what happens in China is that China must stay parked behind the Great Firewall because if the flat net invasion gets into China, the party itself is dissolved by the nature of the flat net. The flat net is so democratic, the party just crumbles. It's, there's no place for it. That can't happen. So China must stay behind the Great Firewall. Then the question becomes, and Jack Ma of Alibaba brought this up recently, how does China survive and grow in a world where everything it does must be kept behind the Great Firewall and all foreign markets are on flat nets? So the foreign markets grow on flat nets. China can't grow. China is stuck inside its walled garden, and it's not going to get out. It's not going to be able to exploit foreign markets. It's not going to be able to exploit the world. So where's the growth? At some point, there's an explosion. This cannot possibly end well. Flat net invasion doesn't end well. Flat net lockout, it doesn't end well. This is a very ugly picture, and our policymakers haven't even given it a moment's thought. They don't know idea this is going on. What do you see uh, the big party doing in China? Do you see uh, them having some sort of um, uh, physical prevention they try to implement? Uh, do you see them uh, neglecting working abroad? Or, or do they end up not scaling? All of the above. I think the first thing is they use artificial intelligence to monitor as many people as they can. They're doing this with the Uyghurs already uh, because they really don't like the, what the Uyghurs want for their religion and culture. Uh, They're doing it all through cities and towns in China, facial recognition and artificial intelligence. They need to manage everyone. I believe that you also have a problem where they will be unable to exploit their market opportunities, so they can't scale. So in a sense, on all three of your points, it's yes, they can't scale. What do they do? At some point, They will and are already trying to prevent citizens from traveling because you do not want your citizens traveling as tourists, working or studying in a flat net world. Because once your students, once your people are in the flat net space, why, they're not going back and they're going to demand that you change. And China can't have that. So I think increasing isolation is mandatory for China. As I say, I don't think this is going to end well because. The Chinese already are sending more tourists abroad than any other country. And you don't send those tourists into a flat, flat net world, you'll pay. For more on China and why this foreign policy is something you can't ignore, visit us at future-creators.com. Thanks, Francis. Thanks, Robert.